Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Heather Burgett. She is the founder and CEO of the Burgett Group and PR Stars. Welcome, Heather. How are you? Hey, it's great to be here, Brad. I'm doing uh, awesome today. Actually, life is really good these days. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, and I love hearing that. That's great to hear that you're doing awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey. I'm looking forward to jumping in and sharing with the community who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your journey. So thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me. And hello to everyone out there who's listening. So Heather, as mentioned, you are the CEO and founder of the Burgett Group, PR Stars. You're an award-winning publicist, a published writer, a body and energy worker, an intuitive visibility coach, a podcast host. You created your own line of aromatherapy products. That is one hell of a resume. How on earth do you find the time for all of it? And secondly, well, don't forget it... it's all it's over a couple decades. Yeah, so. <laughs> but still, it's still a lot of hats, though. I mean, how yes. important is prioritization and organization to you in your daily routine, and how do you stay on top of things? Oh, it's the most important thing. I always say overwhelm is just a lack of prioritization. So when you have a lot of balls that you're juggling in the air, it's, it's key to have those priorities. I'm a big list person. I kind of live by my lists and my calendars and my project boards. And that's really kind of what it takes to be able to juggle so much and actually get things done and have results. Yeah. When you have that much going on, prioritization and organization are key. Absolutely. What were you doing before you made the jump into the entrepreneurial world and started your own PR firm? And how was that transition for you into the world of entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, I, you know, when I was younger, I had a big passion for speaking languages and I learned Spanish and Italian and I had lived abroad in the Dominican Republic in high school and Spain and college and worked at the Universal Exposition in Spain and Sevilla and really thought I was going to do work with my languages and then fell into a PR job out of college that is kind of what started a, you know, it's now over 25 years, a trajectory in the publicity PR marketing world. And that job was actually at a high-tech PR firm in Cambridge, where I was part of the team that launched America Online as a consumer brand. Remember the you've got mail. Yes. Those (laughs) annoying discs that everyone got in the mail. (laughs) <laughs> the dial up, the good old days. Yeah. Uh, so 
So that's kind of where it started. And then I went to, from there to the Ritz-Carlton Boston, because I really liked the kind of like lifestyle consumer side of PR, less the tech side, and got to do really cool things like press conferences and got to meet people like Roger Moore, who asked me for a martini shake and not stirred as Ah, anyone listening knows, one of the original (laughs) James Bonds. And I always had this fascination with Hollywood and movie making and the magic of the movies. I watched The Wizard of Oz every year as a kid. And so then from there, when we had a really big snowstorm on April 1st, one year, I just said, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to California. I'm going to go be a movie publicist, <laughs> hopped a plane, came out uh, West. And the first big movie project I worked on was Blair Witch Project, which wow. as most people know, became a worldwide phenomenon to this yeah. day is still the most profitable independent film ever made. That's incredible. How was that experience working on that film? Oh, that was a wild ride. Yeah, they the filmmakers came to us when nobody knew anything about the project, but they were brilliant in their marketing. And that's kind of, you know, my wheelhouse is all about the PR, the positioning, the marketing. And so this is an excellent example of what it takes to create solid, impactful positioning with your brand. And the filmmakers started putting up signs around town saying missing filmmakers. And it looked like a documentary about these filmmakers. And it was sort of this found footage concept. And everyone thought it was true. So even my own boss like played the trick on me. He said, oh, take this documentary home tonight or, you know, watch this film. We're going to take it to Sundance. And I watched it by myself in the dark, in my living room, nobody home. I was shaking in my boots. And then the credits started rolling at the end. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not real. This is, <laughs> this is a, a film, like a, not a documentary. And so that was the brilliance and genius of the marketing behind the project, which, you know, went on at, at Sundance, got picked up by Artisan for over a million dollars. The film was made for like the price of a car. And then they, you know, made over 250 million worldwide box office. So it was quite a journey and ride to watch that happen for those filmmakers. So when did you open your own PR agency? And how long have you had it? And when did you start your online programs? Well, the PR, let's see, I did, I worked in Hollywood a couple years and that's when I decided to start my own company. I mean, I was driving myself into an early grave working in Hollywood. It was very, a very toxic environment, long hours, unhealthy, like lifestyle because, you know, it was like 80 hour work weeks and you worked all day that you did. Yeah. yeah, You did dinners and and drinks at night and think, you know, had to go into the office on the weekends or, you know, do events or travel. And it was just nonstop. And And so at that point, I spun out of the whole Hollywood like machine and decided I was going to pursue the healing arts. And I went to massage school. (laughs) So at that time, I started studying energy work and body work and had a real fascination for, you know, spiritual growth and all of that good stuff. And so then, you know, my clients from Hollywood had started hearing that I was available and were calling me to do PR. So I kind of kept one foot in PR along the way. And then I realized, well, you know, I'm still doing it. I might as well just have a company. And so I did launch my company almost two decades ago and we incorporated in 2008 to the Burgett Group Inc. And then about five years ago, I started my online programs after my grandmother died. She was one of my best friends, just like, oh my gosh, one of my biggest cheerleaders loved her so much, still do. And when she passed away, I just, my heart broke and uh, I ended up going on a soul searching trip to Bali, where I realized, you know, I saw all these people online at the time. Uh, This was probably about 2016. And 
I saw these coaches on Instagram and people were teaching what they knew. And I thought, wait, I could take my work online and not just serve a few elite few in Hollywood and just serve millionaires and billionaires. Like I could actually help more people with my skills and gifts and make my grandmother really proud. And so that's when I decided I'm going to move into the online space and start coaching and teaching and consulting for small business owners and creatives so they can have this information as well. They deserve that, you know, to have their messages and movements out there in the world just as much as anybody else. So how has that been received moving into the online space with what you do? It's been great. I mean, it's been definitely a roller coaster ride. Like the, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for many years. So I felt like I had to put myself sort of into almost like online business school the past few years. Like I've invested, you know, a lot of my own money into my own coaches and programs and guides to help make sure that I'm being the best coach and consultant that I can be in the online space. And it's just been a joy and my team is growing. Our programs are expanding. We're just having a lot of fun with it. We're getting to serve a lot of people out there who are heart-centered, purpose-driven. You know, I'm really into working with world changers, people who are looking to make an impact and leave the world a little better uh, place than when they came in. A much, definitely a much wider reach. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What excites or lights you up the most about working in the PR world? and now helping business owners with their visibility? Yeah, I feel like it's that when I get to see that light switch go off for people, when they realize this stuff isn't as hard as they thought. And, you know, it, it's about being visible. So really, I, I classify myself now as a visibility expert. Okay. Who, you know, I also teach PR and marketing and digital strategies. But really, at the end of the day, it's when you're stepping into your visibility, it's a transformational journey and experience because all of your stuff comes up that has been holding you back. There's a reason why a lot of us are not more visible. So it's a really incredible transformation that I see when people start to step out into the world in a bigger way and shine their gifts brighter and bigger. And you have to do a lot of clearing and, you know, managing of the stuff that comes up along the way that whether it's insecurities or limiting beliefs or negative self-talk or, you know, worry about judgment, all of the things that come up and we have to overcome that so that we can be of service in the world in a greater way to the people who are out there looking for us that need us. They're literally praying for our gifts and what we have to share with the world now. So knowing that, you know, I can help people shine those gifts bigger and make that impact in people's lives. And when they realize they can do it, and it's a lot easier than they thought once they have sort of the blueprint and the path and the support to do it. That's, as you can probably hear in my voice, like that's the part that really lights me up. Like I I love watching that journey. I can, I can feel the passion and we are our own worst enemies, most definitely. I mean, we have the external noise from others that we deal with, but by far the internal noise and the internal demons and monsters, whatever you want to call them, they are the absolute worst. And I think that once we can clear those hurdles, the other stuff is simple. That's nothing. Yeah, I call them the gremlins. Right? The, little, the little gremlins go. on the shoulder that, yes. you know, like to tell us, you know, we're not good enough yeah. or we're not enough or whatever it is. But that's where we have to really dig our heels in and know that we're bigger than those beliefs or thoughts or gremlins that are showing up and really just power through, you know, acknowledge, mm-hmm. accept, release you know, honor it. Like that's, it's part of our journey and there's nothing wrong with that, but we want to get to the other side of that. So we have to face those gremlins to do that. 
Absolutely. Do you remember what your very first gig in PR was before you started your business? Or what are some of your most memorable first big moments working in PR? Gosh, there's so many along the way. I would say probably one of my first red carpets that I worked in Hollywood. I arrived, you know, pretty new to how this all works. And one of my colleagues said to me, Heather, can you take Steven down the red carpet? And I turned and looked and I was face to face with Steven Spielberg. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, sure, Steven, let's go. You know, it was yeah. like a different headlight situation, but you know, I think I have a, a, a copy of that. I'm still trying to see if I can dig that up somewhere. I think it aired on <laughs> Access Hollywood that night and you could see me walking Steven Spielberg down the red carpet. Wow. And I was like, what is happening right now? I just got off you know, coming from Massachusetts. And even though I was in Boston, I mean, I grew up in a very small town. And, you know, so that was just pretty mind blowing at the time. And, you know, my early days of really, I think what were the precursor to going into this field, which I didn't even know at the time when I was working in Spain, at the Universal Exposition, one of the duties we had as guides, we were bilingual guides of the pavilion. So we were taking people around, showing them you know, the exhibits and we'd have people come through like Michael Douglas and his family or Barbara Eden or, you know, uh, NFL Hall of Famers or, you know, politicians. And so really it was, you know, Placido Domingo. And it was like this early like thing of, you know, showing like maybe a little foreshadowing or something that, you know, I was going to end up in a field where I was going to be surrounded by a lot of these really talented, interesting people. That is very cool. What a, what a memory though, to turn around and there's Steven Spielberg. Take him down the red carpet, will you? <laughs> That's incredible. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'll do that. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely remember being a little gobsmacked. <laughs> I'm sure. Now, you're an award-winning publicist and have worked with some pretty big names in the industry. Can you share a bit about who you've worked with and how you got your foot in the door working in that world of high-end clients? Yeah, I just, I think it's, it was just my unbridled passion and drive and ambition and intention that I wanted to be a movie publicist. So I, you know, got to LA within a month, I had landed a job at a Hollywood PR firm. And within a year, I moved over to an independent film PR firm that specialized in films. And that was where, you know, one of the first projects I did with them was the Blair Witch Project. So it was just, I had this like, you know, failure is not an option. And I was very driven. And I think now if I, looking back to my younger self, I would probably say, okay, you can chill out a little bit. Like you don't need to drive yourself into the ground to to achieve what you want to achieve. But at 28 years old, I was, you know, promoted to VP of publicity of a West Hollywood PR firm right after that Blair Witch campaign. And, you know, it was featured in the New York Times, the LA Times and, you know, it just was, it was kind of a a wild ride for a young person to, you know, uh, getting so much attention and, you know, credibility, like at such a young age. And so I'm I'm very proud of that time, but also soon after, you know, I spun out because my health was taking a hit because I was just working too hard. Yeah. What would you say has been one of your biggest or most difficult challenges as an entrepreneur and how did you deal with it? Mm, Well, I guess along the way it's, you know, there's challenging clients. That's definitely something, you know, along the way that's been tricky, but I will say that since I did start my own business, it was better because I was able to more pick and choose who I wanted to work with versus being at an agency where you're just, you know, delegated the account. So I think, you know, having a lot more of my own authority in my business has been just a wonderful change. And that's a big reason that I wanted to do it. I wanted to have more of my own decision-making capabilities and just have more fun with my business. And 
not be uh, in that kind of toxic, like corporate agency world. So, you know, but the entrepreneurial journey is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's a roller coaster. We have good days, we have bad days. And, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs along the way. And I've had so many different types of businesses myself, and also the countless business owners that I've supported along the way and in their journeys. And I've done a lot of talking people off ledges from, you know, very stressful situations and crisis communications and, uh, along the way and just meeting a lot of very interesting people and some very difficult people along the way too. But at I the agree. end of the day, it's really just about how you react to yeah, the situations. Yeah. And, you know, I have one funny saying of like, this is PR, it's not the ER, right? So yeah, usually yeah. it's not life or death at the end of the day. Very true. Although some people treat it as such. Yes, I'm sure <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> Up to this point, Heather, what would you say has been the highlight of your career or one of the biggest highlights of your career? Yeah, I guess there've been some really memorable moments. One would definitely be getting the chance to work with mama, Sarah Obama, who was, she passed this past year, but the grandmother, uh, the late grandmother of president Barack Obama, former president Barack Obama and launching her legacy plan in the U S she came in from Kenya. She was being honored at the United nations. So I flew into New York. We did the media tour with her and I was able to accompany her and, you know, help get her some really great press, like, in, you know, Associated Press and NPR and just like top media and just being able to be part of that experience of, you know, working with her, such an incredible humanitarian and get, you know, really fantastic results for her message and movement uh, that she was putting out into the world. Are some of the benefits for a person or a brand if they work on PR or visibility in their business? Well, it's accelerated authority for sure. You're going to elevate your impact. You're going to increase your income. Like, especially a lot of the consultants I work with, it's, you know, that credibility allows you to raise your prices, raise your rates. A lot of the creatives, right? Just getting seen by the right industry people. So they get hired more frequently, get better gigs. It's just really about elevating all of that credibility and authority so that all the other things fall into place for your vision of where you're trying to get to in your career or your business. And, you know, really the sky's the limit I've seen. I've had, you know, clients just go through the stratosphere with just some real strategic targeted PR strategies and, you know, really just have wonderful results from being honored with awards, getting booked, their speaking schedules booked two years out, paid speaking schedules, getting featured in tons of great media, business media, or their industry trades, and just all of the respect and accolades that come along with being seen the way you want to be seen in the world in the right way by the right people. It's a really empowering feeling that I just, I love seeing my clients get those wins. Uh, you take a bit of a different approach when it comes to PR and visibility. You have or implement a spiritual element into your work. Can you talk a bit about how you use that and how that came to be part of your business model? Yeah, I guess part of that is from the fact that I, you know, did take a little, uh, you know, a, a different road going down the path of learning the healing arts along the way. And so years later, when I did decide to launch my online programs, 
And it was like, okay, how do I now bottle this up? This kind of magic, the, you know, the way I get results for my clients, that secret sauce, how do I bottle this up and teach it? And so I had to look back at all the years and all the clients and all the projects and across all the niches and like, what was the common thread? And I realized that it was because I always started with some spiritual principles when doing this work, which I was talking about spiritual alignment over five years ago before I feel like everyone's talking about alignment now, but I realized that was the first step is getting in alignment with your why and that spiritual alignment of touching into your heart, your inner essence, who you are, why you're doing what you're doing and really feeling good and lit up about it. Because if you're not coming from that place, you're going to typically end up back at the drawing board. You can implement all the strategy in the world, but if you're not coming from that aligned place, it can be a little more challenging. It can take longer. You might start knocking your head against the wall. So really that's for me, that's the number one thing is helping make sure that my clients are clear that they don't have things stopping, blocking them, and that they're aligned with their vision. Well, when it comes from that aligned place, it just comes through in your work. Like people can feel that, people can sense it, people can see it, that you're passionate and aligned in what you're doing. You're you're very passionate about your work and you care about your work and that comes through. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about the magnetic, you know, the attraction, like being that person that really, like I, I like to say, I'm an example of what I teach. I practice what I teach. And, you know, when you're really in alignment with who you are, what you're doing, whom you're serving and speaking their language in the world so that you can help them the most you can, that's when you make the most impact. And it, that's when it feels the best because you're able to do something you love doing, help people and be compensated for it, which that's, if you think of the Japanese word, ikigai, right? That's that kind of intersection of all of those things, like what the world needs most from you, what you love doing and what they'll actually, the world will pay you for doing. So, you know, really being in that purpose and meaning for your life is I think why we're here. Absolutely. You also have a six step PR star formula. Can you tell us about that and how it has helped some of your clients specifically when it comes to their business or brands? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I did turn my six step uh, signature formula into that acronym of PR star, my PR star formula. And so P is that persistent alignment and mindset. And it does take a lot of persistence to do this work. And that's kind of one of the biggest things I'm out there trying to teach people is this isn't something for later. It's for the very beginning of when you start thinking about starting a business or doing your business, you want to bake and build in the PR. The PR is the glue that holds everything together across all of your platforms, whether it's promotion, social media, digital marketing, advertising. It's the glue of your image and your reputation and how you want to be seen in the world. So when you're doing something like an application for an SBA loan, there there is a whole section on PR. So it is so important. And I think often people forget the importance of it. So really it's committing to it, being persistent about it, being in alignment with your vision. And, you know, that's really what that first P is about. And then the R is the research, knowing where you fit into the marketplace, who you're going to be targeting for, whether it's media or influencers, or where are you going to be putting yourself out there and doing that necessary research to know what that's going to be. And 
Then we have the S for the shine, which is one of my favorite pieces, which is how you package and present yourself to the world. I had a whole podcast called the shine strategy about that, because I just really feel like that's, you know, when you're helping people own, you know, claim, own, shine their gifts into the world, that's where the magic really happens. Then you have the T, which is for timeline and PR, having a PR plan. So really there's, when you're doing PR, there's a lot to know in terms of lead times and planning it out ahead of time. And then we have the final R, which is results. And that's one of the biggest things that I find where people drop the ball. So one is of course, landing the results, but then it's leveraging. Like, what do you do with them? How do you use those to the wins you have to catapult yourself to the next level, the next phase, the next chapter. And a lot of people don't remember that piece. So that's, that's the formula I teach. And yeah, I have had, oh my gosh, so much success with the people in my programs and community when they implement these strategies and they're getting themselves on podcasts and in magazines and on TV and on stages and just doing wonderful work in the world, being of service to their audiences. Love that. That's, that's a mouthful. Do you you specifically work or mainly work with actors, actresses, and in that whole film world? Or what is what is the scope of who you work with in terms of clients? Yeah, well, I will say, you know, it's important to know who your audience is. And I would say my demographic sways towards being heavier on women. So I have 85 plus percent women are in my audience, showing up in my platforms and programs. And then, you know, within that, I would say I have probably a pretty even split between business owners and creatives. So anyone who's an entrepreneur, solopreneur, business owner, founder, and then the creatives, a lot of actors, filmmakers, musicians, anyone that's doing something, putting themselves out there or their talent or services tend to be the people that show up the most. Some of them have products, you know, and that could, a product could also be a book. So it really, this, the magic of this PR stuff is that it really works for everyone. If you're doing something that you're trying to get out into the world, whether it's your talent, a product, a service, it's just applying this formula to getting at the awareness and exposure that you want to get it. Right. So if people don't have money to hire a PR firm, what advice or suggestions could you give to get them started with raising awareness and their visibility on the cheap or for free? Yeah, well, that's exactly why I created my online programs because most people can't afford because I do have my PR agency side of my business. And then that's why I started the online programs because I wanted to make this information accessible and affordable. So one, they can join my programs, a little shameless plug there, and I can teach them how to do it. And it's not always just them doing it. It's also delegation. It's them. I teach them and their teams how to do it. In fact, some of my clients, they create whole intern PR departments or low cost VA, you know, PR departments to support them in, it depends on how big you want to go with this work and how much time and effort you want to put into it. You know, the PR agencies, you can be spending like 10K a month or 20K a month, some of them or more with three, usually six month or more minimums. So it is very cost prohibitive. And so I do a lot of free things in my community to get people started. I have my visibility30.com challenge. That's 30 days of email support from me where every day, I help you with one piece of your visibility and one action item that you can do in five or 10 minutes so that within 30 days, you're truly moving the needle on your own visibility and getting out there in the world in a bigger way. So that's the yeah visibility30.com. They can check that out and get into that free challenge. What is one free PR tool that can start getting people results today? 
I often talk about helpareporter.com. That's a very popular one. A lot of your listeners may have already heard of this, but it is one of the PR gateway drugs that I like to share because (laughs) it is such an easy way to start. It's free. I have no affiliation with them other than I've used their platform since it started, at least maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And I recommend it to everyone in my community, all my clients. It's just a great first step. It's one little piece of the pie, but it is a great first step into building your own confidence that you are already an expert because there are press out there looking for you. And when you go to this site, you sign up as a source. And then every day you're going to get emails telling you what press people are needing and who they're looking for, for their stories. And when you see something that fits your expertise, you hit reply or you submit your pitch and say, Hey, this is who I am. And this is what I do. And here's the answer to your question. And that's how a lot of my clients start getting featured in the press. I've had clients get into major national media and getting featured in major women's magazines, photo shoots, spreads, like just from pitching Harrow. So it used to be called Help a Reporter Out. The website is helpareporter.com, but we call it Harrow for short. So yeah, that's a great place to just start getting your feet wet. I also have a free pitch template at yourbestpitch.pro, which can, you know, also give you like that structure of what to pitch. And that's, you know, going to help you when you're, you know, just getting started with your Harrow pitching. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Heather, as a visibility coach, can you speak a little bit about how you got into the coaching world and what you do as a visibility coach for your clients? And also, was this just a natural addition or progression for you to your PR business? I mean, they're tied into one another, visibility, PR. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, yeah, it goes hand in hand. And really what I realized is that when I talk about PR, people kind of, a lot of times their eyes glaze over. It's sort of this mysterious thing. They don't know what it is or how to get it. But when I talk about visibility, that's something everyone can understand. And everybody, you know, at least if you're trying to put yourself out there, they're looking for more of it. So, you know, I would say my journey kind of evolved. There were two big moments. One was the one I told you about when my grandmother passed. And that's where I you know, went to Bali and realized, oh my gosh, I can teach this stuff. And then the other time that really impacted me in this evolving of how I'm doing this was the onset of the pandemic. And that was a really scary time. Nobody knew it was happening. All my events got canceled from my PR agency side. And I had been dabbling in my online business and programs, but three of my four grandparents enlisted in World War II. And even though I was really scared at that moment, because I didn't know what was going to happen, it was like, is this the zombie apocalypse? I don't know. (laughs) The first thing I did was go into expansion mode because I said, if my grandparents enlisted, you know, after Pearl Harbor, that was our last global crisis. I'm like, I think I can Netflix and chill. Like that's what we were being asked to do. And I was like, I'm going to go into expansion. I'm going to start hosting free events in my community to support people. I've always thrived in uncertainty and I want to carry through that courage and bravery that I know is in my genes for my grandparents. And I really just wanted to help people. And I launched my first high touch program at that time. And really that's when I went deeper into my purpose and realized, okay, this is truly my calling. And I talk a lot about, you know, enlist or be drafted. Like we're all in this time period being called and it's It's just a matter of whether you're going to be drafted into it and go kicking and screaming into your purpose, or are you going to actually enlist and and go for it and invest in yourself and like really take that proactive stance to, you know, do what you're here to do during this lifetime. 
I love that. Enlist or be drafted. That's a great way of looking at it. I love it. Mm -hmm. What differentiates you from other PR or visibility coaches? Who is your ideal client and why would they choose to work with you? Well, I think we touched on it already is I don't know anyone approaching this work from the lens that I do. And that's, again, we all have our very unique gifts, the thing only we can do the way we do it in the world. And I know that when it comes to digital PR and visibility, the things I'm teaching because of my background in the healing arts and approaching it from a spiritual place and, you know, infusing that into the work, it just creates a very unique experience for my clients. So my clients are all very purpose-driven, they're heart-centered, they care about their work, they care about other people, they care about the world, they want to make a difference with what they're doing in the world. And those are the people I resonate with most. And in my PR agency work, I did a lot of film work in the past, and a lot of those films were documentaries. And I always felt like that was one of my favorite types of projects because anything with sort of a social cause or a real purpose behind it that's going to help change perceptions, impact lives, you know, make a good positive uh, impact in the world. Those are the things that I get excited about. Do you have employees or is it a one woman show? And if you do have employees, do you leave most of the client handling to your employees or how is that decided in terms of which clients you handle and which clients your employees handle? Yeah. I mean, ever since I started the entrepreneurial journey over two decades ago, I have always been a virtual setup and I've always worked with contractors. So I have, you know, with, especially with the online business, I've really had to amp up the the team aspect because with my PR agency side, I call it my analog business. It was a lot uh, less I don't know, like complication. It was like, okay, we, you know, we put the team together. I would always bring in, I have a roster of incredible people I work with, depending on the budget and the client and the niche, we would build the team. And now with the online side, it's like, oh my gosh, tech, you've got to have all these backend systems, like things that I've had to learn about that I never even knew I would you know, have to learn about, yeah. you know, I might not have come in this direction if I had known what I know now, but that's, that's what they say. Ignorance is bliss for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't know because I love what I'm doing, <laughs> but the tech things, yes, I delegate those off my plate. I have, you know, a team of tech VAs. I have an admin VA who's like a total rock star. Uh, we have an online business manager. We have an intern, you know, so really just, you know, being able to stay in my genius zone and be of service to the client is, that's the most important thing. And I was at one point getting really bogged down when I, when I first started, I think I only had one tech VA and whew, it was exhausting. So yeah. really team is the secret to having a successful business and that, you know, being that leader of your team. So for me, that's, I've just, you know, a keep being called in deeper and deeper to step into my own leadership. And as I, you know, didn't share the piece about me being an introvert that you know, for me, I didn't even want to have my photo on my website or do video really? when I was moving into the online space. Oh yeah. I, I was behind the scenes for 20 years and yeah. I didn't think I had to do those things. I was sorely mistaken, quickly learned like, yeah, you can't have an online business without an online presence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so now you can see like, I'm pretty comfortable, like putting myself out there. I'm on video, live videos. I just actually co-hosted my first live in-person event, uh, recently and I've done tons of, thank you. Yeah. It was really fun. And yeah, just have done tons of live virtual events over the past couple years. 
And yeah, that's, I'm probably going to do another one coming up again soon. And we also have monthly visibility parties that I host and it's just, you know, when you're putting yourself out there, just great things happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you don't put yourself out there, people don't know you're there. So you have to, and that's key for that visibility factor. (laughs) Exactly. And that's, I guess the other piece of the pandemic story was that the first thing I did was hire a coach. And so that was really scary to do that, but that's where I was really having to learn the roadmap of, okay, this is how you have an online business. (laughs) This is how you really put yourself out there. And I was shown the way, and it's so important to have someone that can show us the way and how to do the things. And, you know, I've been able to, you know, that initial investment has come back so many times over and, you know, from making that choice to go into expansion versus contraction, which most of the world was doing at the onset of the pandemic. It's just great things that came out of it. I was invited to be on the Forbes Business Council because the LA chair saw what I was doing. And again, this recent event that I just had, it was Christopher Kai, the billionaire networker. He saw what I was doing with my visibility parties and he said, Hey, we should host an event together. And so just, you know, I promise this stuff works and I, you know, I'm like a walking billboard for, for what I do. Speaking of the visibility parties, can you talk a little bit about those, how those work and tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, this was kind of another like crazy harebrained idea that I had at the beginning of the year where I was like, you know, I want to do a challenge of like a, a different challenge. Like a lot of people are doing these three, five, seven day models. So that's where I came up with, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge And to celebrate it, we're going to have a kickoff visibility party. And then I was like, okay, now I think because my PR brain goes to work and I'm like, I'm not just going to have any old party. I'm going to feature, I think my initial goal was a hundred speakers in 30 days. And then I realized, okay, wait, that's a little too crazy. So we ended up doing a series of parties and we did just feature 80 speakers in 60 days. So that's, you know, the visibility parties are in conjunction with the visibility 30 challenge, which is again, that free challenge we talked about earlier. And it's just to celebrate my community and people that are trying to get their message out there. And we have a speaker submission form. All of your listeners are welcome to submit. Now we're doing 20 speakers a month and everyone gets two minutes in the spotlight and it's in one hour. So you really are 20 Xing your network in just one hour of your time. Yeah. And we have a lot of fun. Well, yes, I know. I participated in one. And yeah, you've been, you've been on our party. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you get to meet some incredible people that you normally wouldn't have the opportunity to meet. So you get to grow and expand your network as well as have fun speaking and, and sharing with your community who you are and what you do. Yeah. And we get a lot of sharing of, so basically it becomes a replay after two. So, you know, people can continue to watch that on any of the channels we post that on. And, you know, it's just a great way to get some visibility. And that's really, I had so many people asking me in the beginning of the year, like, can you mail out for me? Can you send about my thing? And can you promote this? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this for all my colleagues and clients. So I'm just going to create one platform where they can all come out and promote themselves. (laughs) And I can give them some nice visibility and they can feel good about being a featured speaker. It can now go on their speaker resume. You know, it's just a great way to support my community and clients and getting that visibility. Brilliant. I love it. I know I had a blast. So thank you for that. It was awesome. Yeah. We were so happy to have you. Heather, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? My greatest high? Your biggest high or your greatest win. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean, if you want to look at like accolades wise, that would probably be, you know, being honored by the PR Society of America with a PRISM award for a book campaign I did, the Room 23 book, which was 
hundred A-list celebrities burying themselves, you know, basically being photographed in a room at the Peninsula Hotel in Beverly Hills for a humanitarian nonprofit at the time to raise awareness. And so that was an international campaign. And I submitted that thinking, oh, there, you know, there's no way I'm going up against like all the top PR agencies that are out there, you know, Edelman, Golan Harris, all these big agencies. And, you know, as a boutique firm, yeah, I, it was like so surprising that we, we won the award. And I think all the big, you know, guys were like, who, who, what? Like <laughs> they <laughs> all thought they were going to win. Yeah. And so that was just really like, I, I guess, a nice feather in the cap For and sure. a feeling of accomplishment. And yeah, so that I think is probably one of the moments I'm really proud of. And it's kind of like, okay, being acknowledged for all the hard work at some point like that, it does pay off. Absolutely. And especially among your peers, right? Yeah, absolutely. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Mm. I think it's just limitless thinking. I have one client who said, you know, to everybody one time on one of my events, she said, Heather will never tell you to dial it back. (laughs) (laughs) So if someone has a vision, it's like, okay, let's do it. Let's go for it. And I think I have that sort of unbridled belief and enthusiasm in myself too, that the sky is the limit. And that's how I've been able to just, you know, always come out on top for over two decades of doing all different types of entrepreneurial ventures and supporting so many small business owners and creatives. And really, I just say like, as a PR person, I help other people make their dreams come to fruition and call myself a bit of a dream weaver. And, you know, and that came through also like kind of a dark night of the soul moment too, where at one point I was like, really burnt out from my PR work and like, didn't know if I was doing the right thing. And then I stopped and really thought about the changes my work had made in other people's lives and the success that they had. And the, you know, also just the personal joy they feel when they have those moments of acknowledgement and recognition. And so that's where, yeah, I, I was like, okay, I'm actually really a dream weaver. That's what I do. Love that term. That's a great term. So speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? Mm, Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. I mean, when I was younger, it probably was more of those like high point moments of like getting an award or something. But these days it's like, okay, I can take Friday off and go for, you know, a hike with my dog and, you know, or do something that I just really need to do for myself and have a lot of freedom in my life. I've created, you know, I feel like I'm kind of living my dream life here in Southern California and, you know, just having peace of mind and getting the rest I need and taking good care of myself and knowing when to say enough is enough and pull back and have solid boundaries and, and still being able to, while doing that, like help people change their lives. To me, that's kind of where success has come to at this point in my life. Having impact is beautiful and Mm -hmm. so powerful. What's the most important thing you've learned in your life and what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? The most important thing I've learned, I don't know. I mean, I would just say uh, one of my favorite quotes is follow your bliss by Joseph Campbell. And I truly believe that's why we're here is to follow our heart, do what feels good, follow that gut instinct of, of what's lighting us up and where we're being led in our life. And I think maybe when I was younger, I was doing the things I thought I was supposed to do or what other people were doing, or, you know, kind of comparing myself in those ways. And now as I've gotten older, like I just really trust my gut 
And if something doesn't feel right, I immediately take action on finding a solution for that, whether it's removing myself from a situation or releasing a person that's just not a fit in my life. And yeah, I think that's, you know, trusting that follow your bliss. I think he's really saying like, follow your heart and your gut. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Mm. Well, I think that's really where you're stepping into all of your gifts and the shine piece that I talk about with the visibility. It's where you're truly stepping into your shine, your light and your power. Yeah. It's when you feel that lit up feeling around what you're doing and whom you're serving in the world. And you're not letting anyone, no matter what they say or do, knock you down. You're not letting that knock you off your center. Like to me, that's when you're fully empowered. That is truly an incredible feeling when you dial into and step into your authenticity and your purpose and just jump in head first and let it embody you and just do it. Do the thing that that lights your soul on fire. There is no feeling in the world like that. 100%. Yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions, just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. What was your very first job? First job. Well, I don't know how far back you want to go, but I used to like to paint rocks and sell them at the end of my street. So I think my entrepreneurial (laughs) streak started from a very young age. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What was your dream job as a child? Oh, I wanted to be a dancer when I was little. I loved to dance. Did you ever pursue anything in dance or? I I danced for years. And yeah, even as an adult, I got really into flamenco dancing a few years back and did some shows and I I still love it. I don't do it as much lately, but dancing is fantastic. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? I think sometimes it might be like too nice, like, and, but also I kind of go by that statement of don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Yeah. But I think sometimes like there's a, people think, oh, she's so nice or too nice. Right. So that could be, maybe that could be one. How would you describe yourself in one word? Oh my goodness. One word. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) One word. Oh my gosh. I have to pick one. You can do it. Wow. Describe myself in one word. Well, maybe I already said it. Maybe it is that dream weaver. There you go. That works. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that one thing be? Be kind. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? One thing I want, but cannot buy with money. Well, I think it is that peace of mind and that serenity that we all want to feel on a regular basis. I feel like I have it a lot more frequently than I did when I was younger. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? I think it would be that we would have peace and people getting along and not have things like wars breaking out. So divisive. Mm-hmm. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Oh, I guess we'd have to go with the classic up on, on uh, Sunset <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to go with the, I'm, you know, one of my favorites is follow your bliss. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What is your personal motto? My personal motto? Well, I would say that uh, a lot of times in my life and career, I have used persistence pays. And again, that's the first step of my PR star formula. So I find that persistence is something that is vital to getting to where you want to go in life. What is one common myth about your profession that you would like to debunk? Well, if you're talking about the, just the straight like PR industry, yeah, just PR. Yeah. I guess I would say that some PR people are easy to deal with. <laughs> I think PR <laughs> people have kind of a bad reputation. <laughs> they can be a little difficult sometimes, but 
I think I'm out there proving that to be wrong. Yeah. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? Definitely. That would be my grandparents for sure. Talked about my grandmother early. Also my, my paternal grandfather who was, he actually flew B-17 planes over the Western front in World War II and did 28 missions and just their bravery and courage and, and just that greatest generation is, I really am proud to have them as part of my legacy that I hope to leave behind in telling their stories and helping people remember what they did for us to live the lives we have today. Beautiful. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Yeah, I think someone, you know, I'm a fan of people like Sarah Blakely, who, you know, kind of got into the man's or boys club, right? As, yeah. as a billionaire entrepreneur. So even just getting some time to connect with someone like that and just hear like what her journey has been like and how she's done what she's done, which is, is really incredible. Huge. It's massive. And it is, it's, it should be celebrated because mm -hmm. she has broken into that boys club. Mm -hmm. What is one thing, you know, now that you wish you knew when you started your entrepreneurial journey? I think it would just be a little touching in a little on what we said earlier around just knowing that everything's going to work out and, you know, you don't have to sacrifice yourself to get to where you're going. In fact, that can actually cause things to take longer to get where you're going because then you do things like break your body down. So I think that would probably be it. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Oh, gosh. I don't know if it's so much advice as just reassurance you know, that everything's going to be okay, especially as a young kid, when you're growing up and a teenager and just so confused about the world. Right. And I think I always had this sort of knowing that it was all going to turn out okay, but there's definitely times along the way when you're, you know, when you're teens or your twenties, where you're like, just very confused about yeah. life. So being able to give that reassuring message that, Hey, you're going to come out on top. It's going to be great. You're doing great. Lastly, if you were to give your last 30 second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say or what words of wisdom would you impart? Oh, wow. It's probably what I say in class. Every We have um, weekly classes in my programs and, you know, I always like to end just saying something, you know, motivational and inspirational. So really just, you know, it's so amazing that they're showing up, doing what they're doing, anyone who's out there and trying to make a difference, just showing up day by day. That's all we can do. Do the best we can from where we are with what we have. And that's enough. And just know that you are enough and it's happening. That beautiful way to end. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and be here and share a bit about your story and your journey into the world of PR and the whole progression you've made into the online space. You are a true inspiration. And I just want to say I, I appreciate you and I thank you for sharing your story. And I'm honored and excited and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you for all the work you're doing. And it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I appreciate you. Oh, likewise. And your community and audience is so lucky to have you, the work you're doing to raise the spotlight you know, onto the incredible things women are doing in the world is just so admirable and appreciated. And you are a gift to all of us as well. So thank you. Thank you to you and your audience for having me. And I look forward to, you know, playing virtually some more in the near future. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Heather.
Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Heather Burgett. She is the founder and CEO of the Burgett Group and PR Stars. Thanks so much, Heather. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Take care, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.